Making Menuhin is made possible by a generous contribution from the Linhart Foundation. Hiroki Kasai's practice schedule at the Royal Conservatory of Music in London has him playing violin about seven hours every day. At one point last year, he was feeling burnt out. I gave myself a little break and went to Paris. It was a short trip, just two and a half days, to visit a friend. I didn't take my violin and I really just went for purification. But something didn't feel right. Not being able to play, it was almost like an allergic reaction. Um, the friend who hosted me was a violist, so I took his viola and started even playing the viola, you know, close enough to violin. The viola felt unnatural when he picked it up. It felt heavy, and he had to stretch his left hand to finger the notes. He managed to play some music by Bach and Yizai. It was awkward, but he felt something else, joy, and he realized something important about himself. I just really cannot live without violin now, and it's something very, very special. This is Making Menuhin, the inside stories of the world's best young violinists. My mother, she would go to YouTube and the internet and just search up how to play violin. Recovering from mistakes actually is a pretty important part of performing. When I walk out onto a stage, I feel like I want to give a performance, whether it's for a competition or not. Every two years, the Menuhin competition takes place in a different city around the world. The competition was originally scheduled to take place in Richmond, Virginia in 2020, but was postponed to next year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Ahead of that, we're making this podcast to introduce you to some of these talented young violinists competing in what's known as the Olympics of the Violin, a musical, cultural, and educational exchange founded by Yehudi Menuhin. I'm your host, Sarah Schilling. On today's episode, we hear from senior competitor Hiroki Kasai. He won first prize in the Summit Concerto Competition in New York in 2015 and has played at such prestigious venues as Carnegie Hall, Elbphilharmonie in Hamburg, and Suntory Hall in Tokyo. He recently performed a solo with the Schleswig-Holstein Festival Orchestra directed by Tan Koppmann that was broadcast internationally on the NDR, a German public broadcasting network. My name is Hiroki Kasai, and I'm a 20-year-old violinist. Um, I'm living in London at the moment and studying at the Royal Academy of Music with Rodney Friend. Um, I started studying there since September 2017. And before coming to the UK, I lived in New York, um, lived in Manhattan and studied uh, in a public school there. And um, before New York, I studied in Sydney in Australia and before Australia in Tokyo. And yes, I've been moving uh, to different countries, different cities. It was very interesting to live in four countries, four continents from such an early um, stage of life. I really got to meet all kinds of people and that definitely 
helped shaping my musical approach and the way I play the violin. I was influenced by classical music because、um, I used to do classical ballet. My mom loves theatre and ballet so very much. So when we lived in the UK,、um, my mom took me to Royal Opera House quite frequently. And、um, even when we moved back to Japan, she bought a lot of DVDs from the Opera House and showed、um, a lot of ballet videos. And、um, Especially, she loved the Tchaikovsky's classical,、um, you know, Sleeping Beauty, Swan Lake, and Nutcracker. I actually originally wanted to become a dancer, and. I went to ballet class four times a week and just once for violin. So I was definitely a serious ballet dancer than a violinist. But with all the moving to different countries, eventually I found a very fantastic violin teacher in Australia. And she really made me love the music more than I used to in Japan. And that's when I. Decided, I really want to do music more than ballet. One of the most memorable concerts in New York was my first concert in New York.、Um, it wasn't solo concert, but I was leading the LaGuardia's orchestra, and we played Tchaikovsky's Symphony Number、no. Four, and it was my first time performing as a concertmaster of an orchestra. And the hall was almost packed, and there were many students and very supportive. And it was very different from the rehearsal. And after the concert, was, there was a standing ovation, and everyone cheered for so long that I realized how much music can do, how much it can impact other people. And I only saw a smile in the audience's face, and I still remember very vividly that special moment. The concertmaster's job is to really connect the whole orchestra with the conductor. Obviously, conductor is there, and he's basically the boss in the orchestra. But the concertmaster tries to unify the whole orchestra into one ensemble. The very basic job is to、uh, give bowings and fingerings for the section of the violin section. But、um, outside of the section, the concertmaster's job is to unify the orchestra, unify by keeping an eye contact with other members of the orchestra in winds or brass section, and having a relationship, the connection with other players of the orchestra that can be hundred or even more people, 
and um, pass it on to the conductor so it will be easier for the conductor to make the music as one. Going on stage as a concertmaster is definitely different with going on as a soloist. I think when I walk on stage as a concertmaster, I have this support of the whole orchestra and I feel very confident and ready to kind of impress the audience in a way. But um, when I walk on as a soloist, I actually feel much different. quite lonely in a way because you're completely alone on stage. Yes, there's an orchestra behind you and you know they're going to play with you, but um, it's a different feeling compared to Concertmaster. I feel Concertmaster is more like belonging into a group while playing as a soloist is more orchestra and the soloist. So it's a little bit different and in my case I feel a little bit lonely. Hiroki describes himself as shy and soft-spoken. He's also a very sensitive performer. What he looks for in a violin is an instrument that can effectively convey both loud, powerful playing and soft, somber passages. The instrument that I play now is loaned from my school, Royal Academy of Music, and I start using quite recently. I start using from three weeks ago or so, so it's very new to me and I'm still experimenting with the sound and I still don't fully understand the instrument, but I'm on the way there. Um, it's an Italian violin, violin called Dalla Costa and I think it's from 1726. So far I really love the sound and much much better than my own violin. My ideal instrument would be a violin that could produce um, very, very soft sound and a loud sound that can project to the back of the concert hall. I find that many people focus on how loud the instrument can be, but I really think the instrument is special when it can also speak very softly. I think for human, when we talk, we don't always talk so loud and scream to other people. And in my case, I'm a very shy person, so I tend to talk very softly. And I think instrument needs that as well. If you're constantly screamed, I think it's 
not so pleasant and I think for listeners they need some soft bits as well. I'm playing Bach's Sonata Number no. 3 in C major, and I'm playing the Largo and Allegro Assai, two different movements from the sonata. This Largo is very lyrical, and it follows technically extremely challenging fugue, and it really gives the audience the chance to really breathe. For Allegro Asai, it's very different character with the Largo, very uplifting and exciting piece. The challenge is that it can sound like an exercise. I'm still working on how to make it as musical as possible. But you can see that you're constantly climbing up and the final, you, you feel like you've reached somewhere all the way up there. And the, yeah, the two movements from the C major sonata is very special. I think my current teacher, Rodney Friend, at the Academy definitely has the biggest impact in my musical life because he really taught me in the past three years that music is not about playing all the notes correctly and not just playing what's on the page, but to really show colour through music, through sound. The first piece he assigned me was the Brook Violin Concerto in G minor and I played that many many times before entering Academy and in fact I played almost like a year just the Brook Violin Concerto before going to New York. So I knew the piece very well but I took to Rodney my second lesson and he told me, okay, describe what's the colour of the open G string which is the very first note I play. And I never really thought of showing colour in music before studying with him.
I think I said the opening G-string sound is purple. And he said, but there are a lot of different types, you know, many different types of purple and be more specific. And he showed me a book of a visual art collection and he he told me to look for a painting that matches the opening sound. And he really wanted a specific answer of what type of color I'm looking for. I think Rodney is very incredible and he's more than a violinist. He's almost like a psychologist. He can tell every state of mind that I am in. And when I go to lesson, when I'm sad, he can tell that even I don't show any of the sadness. Or again, when I'm happy, he can tell that I'm very happy. When I go to lesson, only thinking about technique, he can really tell that. And he always reminds me that music is not about playing perfectly or playing in tune, playing with the perfect technique, but he always brings back me to the root, the foundation, which is enjoying music and to give music to the audience so that they can get something out of it. And he taught me that I'm not playing for myself, but I'm playing for others so that I can move their heart and take them to a different world. Being accepted to the menuing competition, I was so surprised and even now I can't still believe that I'm actually preparing for the menuing competition. I still remember when I opened the email in middle of November, I was in Italy for an orchestra tour and it was during the break time and I checked my phone and saw an email saying congratulations and I remember how shocked I was and couldn't think of anything else for like the whole day, <laughs> couldn't focus during the rehearsal at all. It has been my dream for a long time because um, a lot of the artists I respect they have participated in the menuing competition and um, it was my dream to follow their footsteps so getting accepted to this competition is very special. And um, the jury members are very supportive of the contestants. It's an honour to play in front of such world-class artists because I have always seeing them from the audience side, but being able to perform for them is going to be very significant for me. And I don't know how far I will get, but getting the comments from those people and just being able to meet them will be something very memorable and special.
Hiroki Kasai is a senior competitor in the Menuhin competition. He performed the Largo and Allegro Asai movements from JS Box Violin Sonata No. 3 in C major. He was recorded by Peregrine Andrews at Moving Air Audio Production in London. We caught up with Hiroki after the pandemic hit to find out how his life has changed and what he's doing to cope and to continue making music. Find that video at our website, vpm.org violin. Making Menuhin is a production of VPM Music and VPM News. Today's show was produced by Mike Goldberg and managing producer Peter Solomon. Peter also mixed the episode and it was edited by executive producer Catherine Kump. Our theme music is from Telemann's Fantasia No. 10 for solo violin in D major, performed by Kaylee Kim. West Swing performed and recorded additional music for Making Menuhin. Our digital and support team includes Angela Massino, Ashley Branch, Louise Keaton, Benet Mosby, Gavin Wright, and Marshall Lloyd. Steve Humble is VPM's Chief Content Officer. I'm Sarah Schilling. Be sure to listen to all our episodes and leave a review for Making Menuhin so others can find the show. The talented performers that we featured on this podcast will be participating in the Menuhin competition taking place in Richmond, Virginia in 2021. Find updates and follow our live coverage at vpm.org slash Menuhin. Until then, keep practicing! VPM 